0: The Victorian Country Hour on ABC Radio Victoria. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Country Hour or the Country Half Hour, I guess, today (laughs) here in Victoria. My name is Annie Brown. I'm broadcasting from our Donga Studios. You're with me until quarter past one and then we'll head back to the MCG for the cricket. But it is good to be back. Hope you had a bit of fun over the Christmas and Boxing Day holiday and even though the rain poured down and well, wow, some places really got a soaking over the last few days. So we're going to do a bit of a whip around the state and find out what impact the rain has had. Everything from harvest to rodeos and to even some of the drier parts of the states as well who are really welcoming that rain. And if you've got a rain total text to send us in from Christmas, Boxing Day or last few days, please do. Text line... Zero four six We'd love to hear from you today But let's get stuck into it uh, join, Joining us from the Bureau of Meteorology Is Senior Forecaster Joanna Hughes Good afternoon, Johanna Good afternoon, Annie How are you going? I'm very well t- uh, Let's talk about the rain It's all everyone's talking about uh, to me the last few days But we've had some pretty big rainfall totals Across the state of Victoria, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we certainly have seen a lot of rainfall um, and some pretty large impacts on communities as well. So thankfully um, for now that, that rain has moved off, although though I, I do admit it depends where you are as to whether or not that was a positive or a negative impact on, on you and your local community. But just looking at some of the um, the totals, So this is the, the three days to 9 a.m. yesterday, so from 9 a.m. on Christmas Eve through to 9 a.m. yesterday... Um, Some of the highest totals were um, for Mount Sabine, um, up to 205 millimetres in those three days, Mount Cowley, 182.8 millimetres, and for Bullock, 170. Um, We also saw um, records through lots of areas through central and north-central Victoria on the 25th, so quite a few places with their highest daily precip on record or um, their highest December daily rainfall on record. And then on the 26th, um, I'll pull out a few of those um, locations. There were two, kind of too many dimensions for the, the 25th. It was an incredibly wet day. Um, but for the 26th, some of the headline locations with their daily precip records were for sale, Marysville, Lawn and, and Mount Sabine. Um, in terms of what we've seen in the gauge to 9am this morning, as I said, we have that sort of easing trend. So we had a few showers and storms, particularly around Eastern Victoria yesterday afternoon, um, so some of the the highest totals there was 35 millimetres at Gibbo Park um, and 21 millimetres at Yoroban um, and 21 uh, millimetres or so at um, Langwari North. So um, some some moderate totals still there, but uh, it looks to be a, a generally easing trend on that rainfall um, over the next few days. So of the weather that we've got on the cards today. Um, just some isolated showers that we've been seeing around southern Victoria and pretty cloudy in, in southern parts as well. Um, and there's potential for a couple of thunderstorms in this afternoon around northeastern Victoria, particularly around the ranges, and then later tonight up in the northwest. But thankfully, um, not looking to, to be those really heavy um, sort of rainfall that we've seen in storms of latest sort of more your Garden variety storms uh, on the cards for today. Um, uh, before I move on, I will just um, chat about the, the flooding situation as well before, um, before I get into the outlook. So um, we still have minor flooding occurring through a few catchments um, around the state, but it is uh, yeah, a general easing trend. Um, so the Avoca River has now um, dropped down from moderate into minor um, flooding at Charlton downstream, um, but it's already peaked um, at Charlton Town uh, further, Laudan. We've got minor flooding occurring at um, Lord and Weir. That's generally falling now. For the Barwon River at Ricketts Marsh, that's uh, minor and falling. For the Bunyip River, it's a minor and was looking pretty steady this morning when I was looking at it. But um, yeah, generally downward trend after that. And then for the Snowy, um, still got a minor um, downstream of Basin Creek, Basin Creek, and that's that's falling as well. So um, good news on the flooding front. Um, And as we head into the next couple of days, as I say, fairly cool and cloudy in the south today, Um, mostly clear up in the north and a bit milder in terms of those maximum temperatures that we're expecting today. And then tomorrow it sort of flips around a little bit, um, looking pretty dry and and, uh, sunny in the south and the potential for some showers and storms tomorrow in the north, but mostly sort of overnight, tonight um, and into tomorrow morning for that, um, that shower and storm activity. And then uh, as we head towards New Year's um, Eve, so on Saturday, um, so Saturday the 30th, looking pretty uh, pretty settled for, for most locations, just a bit windy around eastern parts of Bass Strait over the water, as it is um, for today and tomorrow as well. Uh, so strong wind warnings on the cars there, but otherwise just isolated um, shower activity. Uh, pretty, pretty isolated indeed around, around southern parts, um, a bit of cloud, but looking mostly clear in the north. And then for Sunday, for um, New Year's Eve itself, I kept on saying Christmas Eve earlier today when I was trying to give a briefing because I was, I was getting the wrong Eve. But no, New Year's Eve, uh, looking very settled right across the state, I'm not really expecting any shower activity at all um, and cool to mild conditions across the state as well. And as we bring in the new year, um, sort of similar, just a, a couple of isolated showers potentially around eastern Victoria and then it's not until Tuesday next week that we have another trough um, bringing some more rainfall and some more storm activity. So That's when things will pick up again.
0: Wonderful. Johanna, is there anything else we need to know?
1: Uh, no, I think that's the, the, main, the main point. Just, yeah, minor flooding easing, few winds still continuing around um, parts of Bath, uh, eastern Bath Street and then otherwise a general, general easing trend right across the state.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. No
1: worries. And have a good rest of your country half hour.
0: Thank you. (laughs) That's Jada Hughes there from the Bureau of Meteorology running us through the weather. We're going to stay on the topic of rain, I think, for the rest of the program today because months of heavy rain have had a major impact on agricultural operations in eastern Victoria. AGVIC is gathering data on the economic impact of the rain and storms that have drenched Gippsland since October for some the rain was welcome and provide an irrigation boost after a dry winter but horticulture and dairy operations have suffered some losses Agvic state agency commander banjo patterson says help is available for those who've been affected including farms hit by christmas downpours
2: we are well aware that the gippsland region has experienced well below average winter rainfall Uh, However, then those rainfall events uh, certainly had some beneficial effects in filling dams and catchments. Uh, They replenished the soil moisture profiles and gave a much more positive outlook for the upcoming irrigation season. However, there were obviously some negative impacts, if you like, and the initial reports that we've managed to get together uh, certainly would suggest that the horticulture sector in particular has been substantially impacted. Uh, across parts of east and central Gippsland but also dairy farmers in the McAllister Irrigation District and to a lesser extent around Orbost, as well as some meat and wool producers were impacted.
3: Okay and do you have an understanding at this stage of the potential economic impact of the floods and the storms?
2: Well, I think what we really were talking about is getting a better understanding of the impact so that we're in a position to offer a better service in terms of advice and assistance to farmers who might be seeking that. The actual numbers aren't that important. It's more about getting a better understanding of the needs of people in those areas. So that's where we're up to at the moment and uh, following on from that, we now can recommend that if farmers are looking for any agricultural recovery assistance or advice um, and that probably to a large extent might be some technical support, we do have an agricultural recovery team that's available uh, and people can contact that. Alternatively, some people may well be looking for some financial counselling advice and if that's the case, they can contact the Rural Financial Counselling Service.
3: So horticulture and dairy, you mentioned there as being the industries most affected by the the floods and the storms. Um, Has there been any impact on supply?
2: Obviously, with horticulture, it does affect uh, supplies of fruit and vegetables, um, particularly veggies in the case of Gippsland. Uh, It will have a temporary impact on those. But, of course, the fruit and vegetable market in Australia is very much a national industry, and uh, the the large retailers source their produce from a wide range of places throughout Australia. So it's difficult to actually uh, detail the impacts that, Uh, any impacts in a particular area might have on the overall market. So we haven't got that information at this stage.
3: And so Gippsland has been experiencing some heavy rain over the past few months but across Victoria there was really heavy downpours in some parts over the past week. What do we know at this stage about the impact of those floods?
2: Um, That's quite correct. Uh, Whilst we have been Agriculture Victoria has been concentrating on the floods in Gippsland um, and also a hail event there not that long ago. Uh, More recently, of course, over the Christmas weekend, if you like, there have been extensive rainfall right across Victoria. Um, That that is not only widespread but substantial, well over uh, 100 uh, mils in a number of places. And the main impacts that we've been able to uncover so far have been impacts basically on unharvested grain and to a lesser extent some legume crops, particularly in the west of the state. And the the overall impact there will be that uh, it possibly will lead to some downgrades in the price of the grain because of um, uh, quality issues. And in some cases, that uh, price downgrade will be quite substantial. The other issue, of course, is that, and once again, uh, because we're talking about impacts on grain, we're largely looking at impacts in the west of the state, more so than, say, Gippsland. Um, but some paddocks are actually too boggy and too wet at the stage for the heavy machinery needed for harvesting to actually access those paddocks. So that means that harvest can will be further delayed, uh, leading to the possibility of further downgrading in quality. But uh, we should say, I guess, that... Um, particularly where the rainfall was not excessive. Uh, It has been quite beneficial to pastures in many parts of the state. Uh, Anyone that's got any summer fodder crops will certainly benefit. And obviously it has replenished water storages, both storages for stock use and also for irrigation. And that applies right across the state. So the rain has been a mixture of good and bad and it does depend a little bit, the balance does depend a little bit on what parts of the state we're talking about.
3: So for those agribusinesses who were affected by those Christmas rains, uh, are you gathering data from them as well? And is there any support or assistance flagged at this stage?
2: We can offer support for anyone that was um, impacted to the extent that they think they need some further help. And once again, the same uh, recovery team that, that was working with producers in Gippsland, that is available statewide. So people can contact that. Also, of course, the Rural Financial Counselling Service providing free and confidential financial counselling. Those two sources of support are available for anyone, regardless of where they might be in the the state of Victoria.
0: That's Banjo Patterson from Agriculture Victoria speaking there with Fiona Broom. Let's stay in Gippsland now and we'll head out east because there's been some big Christmas rainfall totals out there. Uh, Buchan in the last 24 hours has had 111 millimetres of rain. Chris Nixon is a beef and dairy farmer based in East Gippsland. He's got a couple farms dotted around the region and I caught up with him earlier this morning.
4: Uh, well, at the moment, I'm in the yards at Can River, uh, property out at Can River. We're uh, just going through the cattle, checking for pink eye. Oh. A lovely job that every, I'm sure every farmer can knows what's, what that's
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> and how much rain have you had, uh, I guess, in the last few days over Christmas? And, yeah, it's been it's been a wet few days in East Gippsland.
4: Uh, yeah, so we had uh, between across the farms, we had uh, 30 mil at Can. 29 mil at it or boss, and then up at black mountain which is uh on the just across the hill from uh the top of uh the Buckin river we had over 110 mil rain up there in a couple of hours so short and sharp which is what people got caught at Buckin.
0: wow so huge bit of rain especially around the Buckin region there um, yeah how's it looking i guess is the water still around? uh look yeah before november we were in a
4: world of pain because of how dry we were um and of course since then we've had over yeah you know, like we've had here at can 360 mils of rain All boss had 250 mils of rain so uh yeah it's uh, the seasons turned around completely so so although we we'd started destocking quite heavily um with the long dry you know spring was a failure So uh, now we've got grass coming out our ears, one extreme to the other. So uh, um, it's a happy place to be in at the moment.
0: Yeah, I remember we spoke to you earlier in the year, um, Chris, it was heading into a really dry winter, like a record-breaking dry winter. And so, yeah, the the rest of the year has played out pretty differently.
4: Uh, Well, a dry winter turned into a very dry spring. Um, I mean, the country gallowed off. It was... Yeah, for East Gibson at that time, is quite unusual. And then, yeah, once once it broke, it broke with a fud. So, so uh, yeah, no, like I said, now we've got grass coming out our ears. <laughs> what a what a horrible place to be in.
0: <laughs> I guess what's the general feeling then in the in the agriculture community in East Gippsland now?
4: Ah oh, well the uh, the only thing that needs to happen now is the prices needs to come up, <laughs> so uh, you know that's in the lap of the gods, as we all know, so uh I mean certainly the pressure of uh where we're going to get feed from and all that sort of stuff has gone, and now it's you know the biggest issue we're going to have to do is what do we do with the excess excess feed so in some respects, that's nearly harder to deal with, especially at Cannes where the paddocks are badly pugged up from the from the big wet couple of years ago the last two years so it's an interesting uh, spot to be in
0: that's Chris Nixon. He's a beef and dairy farmer based out in East Gippsland, out there with the cows this morning in Cairn River. Uh, and if you've got some Christmas rain totals you'd like to send over to us on the text line, we'd love to hear from you. So how much rain you got over Christmas, Boxing Day, the last few days? The text line is 0467 842 uh, An anonymous text here saying 140 millimetres in Devon North. Uh, Tom also texted in saying 108 millimetres over Christmas. It says Benito, but I hope maybe you mean Bendigo. I'm not sure, Tom. I don't know if I've heard of a town called Benito, um, but I'm happy to be proven wrong, of course, if I have got that wrong. You're listening uh, to the country hour today. Let's keep ticking along and look at the rain because it's time to check in on how grain harvest is tracking along because the rain, yeah, is not very useful this time of year, as you can imagine. And some places, like we've mentioned, have seen a lot of rain. Um, like we said, uh, or like I haven't said, sorry. Um, looking at the rain totals Inglewood just outside of Bendigo I read this morning had 117 millimetres overnight and I also heard that uh, Christmas in Bort over 120 millimetres of rain as well Craig Henderson is the VFF Grains Council President uh, and he said they've almost done with harvest in the Wimmera Mallee District here's a bit of what he said
5: uh, we've had sort of 15 to 44 millimetres of storm rain, and uh, so it's, it's quite varied across the place, quite varied across the state. Um, there was 10 millimetres up around that millimetre area, uh, up to 150 mil, and a hailstorm through some of the nil area as well, um, which done a fair bit of damage to the existing crops uh, that haven't been harvested. Um, and there was also uh, up of uh, 100 mil in south of Ballarat through that area.
0: That's, that's some pretty big yeah. rain totals for this time of the year. I guess, yeah, is that a bit a bit alarming during harvest?
5: Yeah, well, I've sort of. The Miller was about 99% done through the oh, northern Wimmera, southern Mallee, probably 95% harvested. Uh, same through that Nil area. M- majority of the crops off around. Uh, over in the east, um, and they're just sort of about that 30% done in the western district, mainly canola, and they were just sort of starting on wheat and barley before this rain. So, uh, yeah, the 100 millimetres or so down there will be a bit of a bother for them, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and has that obviously uh, delayed a lot of a lot of harvesting and put people back a little bit?
5: Yeah, there hasn't been much done in the last... Uh, Probably it'll be a week, I suppose, by the time they get on. It's quite cloudy and and uh, sort of not drying where, where we are here at the moment. And uh, I, I dare say it'll be worse as you go south. Um, so, yeah, it will be delayed. Majority of the crop's off. Um, with uh, From what I can gather around the traps, most people are quite happy, um, probably slightly above average yields. Uh, the prices are... Are quite all right, but with our uh, costs going up, uh, the soon shoes into that mm. and uh, yeah, but in general, across the board, most people are quite happy. Um, I think they might run into a, a few issues in the south with the rain and maybe falling numbers and stuff like that they 've got the machines out so they 'd be checking yeah. uh, what 's going on there but but in general, quite a good result, yeah. considering considering the forecast from the weather bureau in uh, early in the year
0: yeah that's exactly right and, and so you said there so where you are in the mallee wimmera you're kind of almost wrapped up like towards the end just a little bit left to do um but down the western districts they've still got still got quite a lot of harvest to get through it sounds like
5: yes yeah yeah i was talking down there just before and the, they're looking most of the canal is off and uh and I think they were talking about 13.5% moisture around Skipton just before Christmas, Christmas Eve, before the rain. So it was just getting ready on the cereals.
0: That's Craig Henderson. He's the VFF Grain Council president and a farmer from the Wimmera Mallee district, there, just giving us a little update on harvest. And lastly, today, it's not just harvest that the rain has been playing havoc with, though. On Boxing Day, Myrtleford in the northeast of the state hosts their Golden Spurs annual rodeo, which was postponed again this year. Ben Brown is the president. I spoke to him earlier this morning.
6: Uh, from Christmas onwards, it was. Um, and it didn't hit and miss for storms and what have you. And uh, Christmas Day, we had a, around about an inch of rain um, in Myrtleford. And then on Boxing Day, when our rodeo runs, um, we had approximately the same again, which was unfortunate.
0: So it meant that you had to postpone the rodeo from too much rain?
6: It did. Uh, once we... Once we work up the ground and um, for the actual arena itself and once we have too much water on there and it becomes an unsafe um, workspace for stock and competitors, then we have unfortunately no choice but to postpone the red eye.
0: It's hard to plan for, I imagine. Uh, it being summer as well, you don't always expect that, that huge amount of rain on Boxing Day, unfortunately.
6: No, it's one of those things where you put a lot of time and effort into Beforehand to make it so that the, the day does go ahead and then on the actual day itself, you're just pretty much in the hands of the gods, yeah.
0: But it did go ahead last night. So the, the Golden Spurs, which is the, the Boxing Day Rodeo out at Myrtleford, how did it go last night?
6: Um, it ended up being a, a fantastic day. Uh, very fortunate that the competitors themselves uh, got the choice whether they compete or not compete the next day. Um, we had about 300 entries and 90% of those competitors um, did the right thing by us and stayed and competed the next day, which meant they were able to, which meant they were able to uh, run the Rodeo and make it the success, the success that it was.
0: Yeah, and so whereabouts have all the riders come from and the competitors?
6: Pretty much every state in, in uh, Australia was covered. I know there was definitely um, Western Australia and Northern Territory, there's a lot from Queensland, and I know of one from Tasmania, and there'd definitely be a few from South Australia and New South Wales. So I'm pretty confident to say that we uh, we ticked every state.
0: And how was the crowd numbers this year?
6: Was was good. It was it wasn't as big as we've had in the past, but it was we still had approximately around two and a half thousand people there. Um, so and I'm sure those two and a half thousand people had a uh, fantastic night.
0: This rodeo, the Metalford Rodeo, it's run by volunteers and, and through the Lions Club. So it's obviously a bit of a fundraiser for the local town as well.
6: Yeah, it's one of the one of the major fundraisers for the town. Um every every dollar that the that the Lions Club makes uh goes back into the either the Metalford community or into Lions international projects. Um so it's yeah, it's fairly rewarding for all the boys that are in, that are involved that um yeah, know that if we make a, a profit from the day, then then we're able to support um, the town in the best way we can in the year following.
0: And then how did you get involved with rodeo and rodeo?
6: Um, my dad um, was—he's a past president of the rodeo and been a past Lions member, and his dad was a um, was also a, a uh, rodeo. Committee member as well, and so sort of in the in the bloodline a bit. And it was I was pretty excited this year to have um, my son Jude um, be involved. So his fourth generation this year, which was yeah, pretty pretty cool.
0: Passing it down the family line. What did your son do this year?
6: Um, we threw him in the deep end and put him on the um, on the uh, on the gate of opening the bull for the bulls and the Bronx So we thought if you're going to learn, you might as well learn. You might
0: as well get right amongst it the deep end indeed that's Ben Brown from the Medford rodeo society there the show did go on last night which is good to hear that's all the time we have for today it's 115 news time